Hear these words from Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, God, according to your faithful love. Wipe away my wrongdoings according to your great compassion. Wash me completely clean of my guilt. Purify me of my sin. Because I know my wrongdoings. My sin is always right in front of me. I know how bad I've been. My sins are staring me down. You're the one I violated, and you've seen it all, seen the full extent of my evil. You have all the facts before you. Whatever you decide about me is fair. I've been out of step with you for a long time, in the wrong since before I was born. What you are after is truth from the inside out. Purify me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and celebration again. Let the bones you crush rejoice once more. Hide your face from my sins. Wipe away all my guilty deeds. Create a clean heart for me, God. Put a new faithful spirit deep inside me. Please don't throw me out of your presence. Please don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. Return the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me with a willing spirit. Give me a job teaching rebels your way so the lost can find their way home. Commute my death sentence, God, my salvation, God, and I'll sing anthems to your life-giving ways. Lord, open my lips and my mouth will proclaim your praise. You don't want sacrifices. If I give an entirely burnt offering, you wouldn't be pleased. A broken spirit is my sacrifice, God. You won't despise a heart, God, that is broken and crushed. Please join me in prayer. God, we pray that we would internalize your words from scripture this morning and that your spirit would be with us to help us know what things we need to change and that you love us in spite of it all. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Overwhelmingly, this is a solemn service, but I want to start with sort of a silly question. How many of you have seen Snow White from the 1930s, the original Disney animated? Okay, quite a few of you. Excellent. So you may remember there's this moment in the movie where Snow White cooks a meal for the seven dwarves. She's just met them and she cleans up their house and all these things. And just as they're coming to the table ready to eat, Snow White says, and have you washed your hands? And they all kind of look at each other and they look at their hands and they say, yes, we've washed our hands. And Snow White looks at them and she says, when? And they look, again, once at each other, uh, once again at each other, and they look at her and they say, recently. <laughs> yes, recently. And it's clear that the dwarves are not in the habit of washing their hands before they eat or after they work or any other time, and so recently is probably quite a long time ago. <laughs> and in the end, 
she makes them go and wash their hands. And they have to sing a whole song about it because it's a musical to encourage one another as to why it's important and how easy it really is when it comes down to it. Now, we all know about washing our hands. I mean, you use warm water. You got to use plenty of soap. You have to wash for a certain amount of time. What is it? You sing happy birthday twice or the ABCs or something. And the purpose is to remove things that have accumulated on your skin. So mostly germs, we want to get rid of those. But also if you've eaten and there's food on your hands or you've done an art project, you have paint on your hands, uh, it's all that extra stuff that's built up that you don't want or need. And so you wash them. As we gather for Ash Wednesday, I can't help but feel like sometimes we as a church act like those seven dwarves when Snow White calls them out. And we look at one another and we say, we've washed our hands recently. And of course, I'm not talking about hands here. I believe you all have actually washed your hands quite recently, like really. Um, and if you hadn't, you should. But, I mean, it's flu season after all. But I'm talking about washing up spiritually. Like when have we recently taken the time to get rid of some of those things that accumulate that we don't really want or need in our lives? Those things that build up over time that perhaps separate us from God or leave us a little bit less healthy than we should otherwise be. We arrive at Ash Wednesday each year. We hear passages of scripture asking God to create in us a clean heart, inviting us to refocus on the holy. And we're reminded that there is a need to do a bit of spring cleaning in our spirits, to really question what we're carrying around with us, what sets up camp in our hearts and our minds that separates us from the divine. And it feels like we've done these things recently, doesn't it? I mean, Ash Wednesday last year, it was only 365 days ago. That's not that long. And on any given Sunday, we may say a prayer of confession, and we kind of feel uncomfortable about that, if we're being honest. And so it feels like we've done it recently. Like, we don't need to talk about it too much, do we? And yet, we do. Can you imagine if you only washed your hands once a year? Can you imagine if you only washed your face once a week? I mean, we'd probably have some problems, wouldn't we? Everyone, everyone would be getting the flu. Well, I have to tell you, I've been washing a lot of faces and hands recently because my daughter Maxine constantly is getting schmutz on her face. She's got food, she's got drool, she's got spit-up, she's got boogers, she's got little fuzzies that stick to her face from her blanket or her clothing or whatever, you name it, she's got it on her face. It's kind of the stuff of life. Babies get messy, and it leaves a mark, and Maxine's only eight months old, so I wipe her face off for her. I wipe her fingers off for her. She keeps getting little stuff stuck between her fingers. I don't even know what it is, but it keeps getting there. And within a few minutes, somehow, her face is messy again. It just, it keeps happening. And it's the same with us, spiritually. I mean, we don't like to be compared to an eight-month-old, but we clean things up, we refocus on God, 
and then immediately we get some kind of mess on our face again. And so that's why we have to keep returning to passages like we read this afternoon. Passages from the prophet Joel and from Psalm 51 that are words that remind us we need to turn towards God. We need to allow God to cleanse us from the inside out and get rid of that accumulation of stuff that we carry with us intentionally or unintentionally. And instead, we need to allow God to mark us, allow God to claim us, allow God to fill our hearts and our minds. Ash Wednesday is one of the few days of the Christian year that really cuts to the core of everything. Um, in a way that's, we don't do it other times of the year. Now is the moment to focus on God today, Ash Wednesday, because our time here is limited. Now is the time to ask God to remove things from our life that are not healthy, that distract us, to ask God to clear our minds, to renew our hearts, because we don't know what tomorrow is going to hold for us. Now is the time to acknowledge death, because we're heading into the season of Lent where we recall the story of Jesus, and Jesus has already faced death. Ash Wednesday reminds us that in spite of everything, death is not an end. While we and others have the power to hurt ourselves, to destroy the bodies that we've been given, God has destroyed death itself. It kind of puts things in perspective, doesn't it? Meanwhile, we have Jesus' promise from the Gospel of Matthew that he will be with us even to the end of the age. And so we gather for this very unusual holiday where we proclaim that life is messy and we mess up constantly. Our lives are full of brokenness and messy faces. We're really like dust. We're here today. We're gone tomorrow. We're making a mess. And on this unusual day, Ash Wednesday, we gather together to simply remember that we're going to die. We don't like to talk about that either as a culture. That's uncomfortable. It's not something that is pleasant table conversation. We like to believe that we can just keep going day after day after day and that we're just going to live forever here on earth, but we won't, and we can't. And you know what? The gospel tells us that's okay. It's okay that we're not going to live forever here and now because on Ash Wednesday we acknowledge, you know what? We're finite. We can't do it all. We can't solve everything ourselves. We're not going to go on forever, but that's okay because God is in control. And God's story is so much larger and broader than any one of our stories. Today, we talk about dust. We'll receive ashes because you and I have been made from the dust of creation. And one day we're going to return into that dust and go back to be part of God's new creation. So we're finite, but we serve a God who's infinite. A God who has made promises to us that reach beyond time and place, that reach beyond messy faces or dust or ashes. 
So I want to read you a poem. This is by Jan Richardson from something called The Painted Prayer Book. It's called Blessing the Dust. Blessing the Dust. All those days, you felt like dust, like dirt, as if all you had to do was turn your face toward the wind and be scattered to the four corners or swept away by the smallest breath as insubstantial. Did you not know what the Holy One can do with dust? This is the day we freely say we are scorched. This is the hour we are marked by what has made it through the burning. This is the moment we ask for the blessing that lives within the ancient ashes, that makes its home inside the soil of this sacred earth. So let us be marked not for sorrow, and let us be marked not for shame. Let us be marked not for false humility or for thinking we are less than we are, but for claiming what God can do within the dust, within the dirt, within the stuff of which the world is made, and the stars that blaze in our bones, and the galaxies that spiral inside the smudge we bear. We receive ashes not just because we want to be sad or feel bad. We receive ashes with the mark of the cross as a way to say, we're not limitless, but our God is. We may be broken, but we serve a God who heals. We are dust, but you know what? Our God can do amazing things with dust. May it be so for us. Amen.